the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. All right, let's run through some of the local races here and how they turned out because it's been my pleasure to introduce you to some candidates that I really think are going to do great work in the Ohio House and Senate. Happy to tell you that Beth Lear won her race. She will be representing the Ohio House for the area in uh, the Olentangy School District. It's not a school position, but it pretty much encompasses the mammoth Olentangy School District. Beth Lear will do a phenomenal job. I think she's... uh, I want to say, well, I'm not going to say the district. Uh, district 61. Here it is. Uh, Beth Lear wins. She got 59% of the vote. Solid win for Beth Lear. That's phenomenal. It is very, very sad that Omar Tarazi did not win to represent the district that encompasses Hilliard. Omar Tarazi was beaten by a, an exceedingly radical pro-abortion doctor for that. So I'm starting to feel about Hilliard the way I feel about the Olentangy schools, that it's hopelessly lost because of the people that are winning elections out there. Omar Tarazi is a good man. He would do tremendous things. He's not going to stop fighting. He's going to keep fighting for the right things in the schools in the city of Hilliard, but it would have been great to get him into the Ohio State House. I am thrilled to tell you that Michelle Reynolds, who we had on the show the other day, won her race for the Ohio Senate. She unseats sitting Democrat Tina Maharath. So good for you, District 3. Tina Maharath served one term in the Senate, and while she was there, sponsored legislation to prohibit conversion therapy for minors. So in other words, she's all in on the puberty blockers and all in on the gender reassignment surgery for minors. And now she's out on her lost, sorry, leftist butt, which I'm glad of. So thank you, Michelle Reynolds. We're going to get Michelle in studio. Michelle is a superstar, a superstar with a tremendous background, a Ph.D., an awesome uh, family that Michelle has. Uh, She's going to move up and gain a lot of influence in the Ohio Senate, and that's a great thing for the state of Ohio. Issues 1 and 2 Both got 77% of the vote. People want dangerous people in jail. They want high bail to keep dangerous people behind bars. If we had that, I'm going to guarantee you that Camarion Malachi Demetrius Ross, the kid who's charged with murdering Kevin Sobnoski, he would have been behind bars instead of out firing indiscriminately with his semi-automatic rifle, murdering a great young man who had his whole life and lots of potential ahead of him. Good luck to Columbus police that they can take Mr. Ross without incident 
that would lead to any injuries of Mr. Ross or of Columbus police. Okay. The elephant in the room from last night's midterm elections is that you saw the future of the Republican Party standing behind a podium somewhere in the state of Florida, and his name is Ron DeSantis. I used to live in Miami, Florida. I worked in Miami, Florida for about a year and a half. Miami-Dade County is, just like most major cities, a Democrat city. Hillary Clinton won Miami-Dade County by 30 points in 2016. Joe Biden won it in 2020 by about somewhere around 10 points. Ron DeSantis was elected governor of Florida in 2016 by the narrowest of margins. Ron DeSantis last night won the Florida governorship 59.4 to 40 over Charlie Kurt, uh, Charlie Crist. Miami-Dade County went for DeSantis big. The object of politics is to win over your opponents by performing well with the power you are given, thus convincing them that while they may be, may be ideologically opposed to you, it is impossible not to vote for you because your policies work. Ron DeSantis has done that in Florida. Remember hanging chads? Remember hanging chads? Remember, well, you don't have to really remember because the Democrats are still talking about the fact that they say that George Bush stole the election in 2000 from Al Gore because of hanging chads. Hanging chads were in Florida. We had to go to the Supreme Court to get George Bush elected president because the outcome of that election hinged on the state of Florida. Florida is now as red, if not redder, than Ohio. Every statewide office in Florida, executive office, just like here, is held by a Republican. Ron DeSantis has unquestionably convinced the people of Florida that it would be lunacy not to vote for him. He has a beautiful wife who has beaten breast cancer, and he has three adorable children. He is the Republican version of JFK and Jackie O. Ron DeSantis will win a landslide victory in the 2024 presidential election. If he is the Republican nominee, and if he is not vilified by Donald Trump en route to that nomination, and if people who are huge fans of Donald Trump are not so stupid to anoint Donald Trump as the party's nominee again in 2024. Again, I say the word stupid, not blithely. I say it Stupid is someone who has information in front of them, availability of information, and chooses to ignore it. Joe Biden is stupid. He knows domestic energy is our power on the world stage, would keep our prices down, would drive our economy. It's not that he doesn't know it. It's that he chooses to ignore it because he has a bunch of ideologues in his party who are forcing him to do something that is counterfactual. Today, we do not have control of the U.S. Senate for the second time because of Donald Trump. In 2020, after losing the election, he went to Georgia and basically said, it's really not any good use of your time to vote in the upcoming runoffs because they're going to steal it anyway. And that's why we have John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock in the Senate, why we might get Warnock again. And that's why Democrats were able to get a 50-50 split in the Senate. We only needed to win one spot in that Georgia runoff, 
one of two. And instead, Donald Trump went down there and depressed the electorate. And we have 40-year highs in inflation because of that. Because if one of those Georgia Republicans had won, Kelly Leffler, or I forget the other candidate against Ossoff, the American Rescue Plan would have never passed. The Inflation Reduction Act would have never passed. Joe Biden would have been checked in his power. So Donald Trump lost to Joe Biden in 2020, and he lost to him again last night because Donald Trump anointed Blake Masters and Don Bulldock. Yes, I know he anointed J.D. Vance. Look at Mike DeWine. Mike DeWine won Ohio by, what, 20-some points, 25 points? J.D. Vance won by seven. Now, I will say this about the Ohio Senate race. Thank goodness Donald Trump didn't endorse Josh Mandel. Because had he endorsed Josh Mandel, Tim Ryan would be your senator from Ohio today. I have no doubt about that. Had Donald Trump endorsed Jane Timken, it would have been a tougher fight for Ohio to win. I think she would have won. I think Mike Gibbons would have won. I know Bernie Moreno would have won. He'd have won going away. But the smartest thing J.D. Vance did last night in his acceptance speech was not mention Donald Trump once. Because now J.D. Vance is insulated by the power of a six-year term in the Senate And he does not need Donald Trump anymore. Now J.D. Vance has got to stand on his own two feet, and it would be smart for him to distance himself from Donald Trump, as it would be smart for the Republican Party to distance itself from Donald Trump. Next week when Donald Trump makes his announcement at Mar-a-Lago, his big, huge announcement at Mar-a-Lago, if he cares most about getting Joe Biden out of power and winning the presidency back to Republicans in 2024, Donald Trump's announcement will be something like, I've thought about running for president. I deeply appreciate all your support. America cannot afford more Democratic rule. And so it is time for me to step aside and be a supporter of whoever the Republicans nominate in 2024. My time has passed. The election in 2024 is about the future, not the past. I will always be a supporter of conservative policies, but I will not run for president in 2024. But you and I both know that's not going to be Trump's announcement next week. So I'm reading a story here on Fox News that Pennsylvanians have re-elected someone who is dead. Uh, Anthony, you thought I was going to say John Fetterman, didn't you? No, uh, Anthony DeLuca, that's too easy. Uh, Anthony DeLuca died October 9th after a brief battle with lymphoma. Yeah, my apologies to his uh, family and friends. He was 85 years old, and he was re-elected last night. So dead or brain dead, it makes no difference in Pennsylvania. This guy's probably still more capable six feet under than John Fetterman. Wow. John Fetterman. I mean, just, yeah, it's not, remember, we're the party of the threat to democracy. It's not a threat to democracy to run a surrogate, John Fetterman, who will soon hand that job over to his wife. That's not a threat to democracy. It's not a threat to democracy that Kathy Hochul's the governor of New York and didn't have to run for special election when Andrew Cuomo was chased out for pinching butts, not for not for killing old people, for pinching butts and other assorted body parts of women near him. 
And we'll get back to uh, my assessment of where the Republican Party heads from here. But I'm always open to hearing from you. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Jason in Columbus. Hello, Jason. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I could be better, to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been listening to your show, and I know you're not a huge Trump fan, and I'm kind of there with you. I'm a Trump. Because... I'm a huge fan of his policies. Right. He has exactly. no. He I has, like. He has no humility and no self awareness, and everything has yeah. to be about him. And that's why I can't endorse him as candidacy unless he's the general general election candidate. Then I'm all in because I got no better choice. Right. And and I'm I'm there with you. I love what Trump accomplished. Yeah. I just didn't like, I don't like him as a person. But I'd like to float an idea about Trump and DeSantis. Please, go ahead. What, what, what would you say to um, Trump running as president and DeSantis, his vice president? Well, I'd vote for then that. DeSantis- I'd, I'd vote for that ticket. But Donald Trump is not going to let anybody near him who he can't dominate and and Ron DeSantis does not need that. Ron DeSantis can wait it out. He can wait till 2028. He can. Yeah. I would rather he not, but he does not need Donald Trump. And the worst thing Ron DeSantis could do politically is attach himself to Donald Trump. That became very obvious last night. Look at the people who attached themselves to Donald Trump. And it's hard for us because we can't see past J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance would not have won the primary without Trump. But, right. But... Blake Masters, Don Bolduck, Carrie Lake's not a not a lead pipe cinch at this point in Arizona. Like there are tons and tons of candidates out there. Look at Brian Kemp in Georgia. Brian Kemp did not align himself with Donald Trump, and Brian Kemp won on his own two feet. Greg Abbott in Texas, he didn't align himself with Donald Trump. He won without Trump's endorsement. Trump's endorsement wins primaries. So right. what? So what? He doesn't win generals. And he's lost to Biden in 2020. He's lost to him again in 2022, and if he wants to run against him in 2024, he'll lose again, and he'll take the rest of the country down with it. Right. It's just my biggest fear is when coming to the the primaries that if DeSantis and Trump run against each other, it's going to split the Republican ticket, and then whoever wins isn't going to have the support of the other half of the Republican Party, and we're done for. It's possible. It is possible. Uh, thank you for the call. Appreciate you listening, and your your analysis is spot on. Ron DeSantis can beat Trump if Ron DeSantis talks about Ron DeSantis and Ron DeSantis' vision. And it's fair to knock Donald Trump on COVID. Ron DeSantis' record on COVID differentiates him from Donald Trump. We have given Donald Trump a pass on COVID because in the early stages of the pandemic— We all were unaware, and it was smart to err on the side of caution. But as we got deeper into COVID, Trump did not pivot and insist that things open up. And that is a fair place for DeSantis to attack him. Now, this is where I can see God's hand working, because the useful idiot that is Liz Cheney could be used in a Republican primary for president, and her ego is such she'll run, to demonize Trump and DeSantis can stay out of that fight. Ron DeSantis has got to stay out of that fight. I think Mike Pence running. Pence is smart enough to understand that somebody has to take the bullets from Trump. Somebody has to let 
Somebody has to be the chew toy for Trump in the primary. It can't be DeSantis. DeSantis cannot alienate Trump people. Trump people will come back to DeSantis if the if the alternative is Biden or Harris or Gavin Newsom. But just know this. Just know this. If you are bound and determined to drink the Donald Trump Kool-Aid, that Kool-Aid brand is straight from Jonestown. It just is. You are going to kill off any chance that Republicans have to take the presidency in 2024 if you're bound and determined to drink the Trump Kool-Aid. Evan from Columbus next. Hi, Evan. Hey, Bruce. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I couldn't agree more with you. And I I voted for Trump in 2016. I really believe yep. that he was the man for that time. Yep. Um, at this point, we're all disappointed that there wasn't a red wave. Yep. And I think he, there's, there's a lot of nuances here. But for me, it, it was because of Trump. Um, Trump is still a very polarizing figure, whether we like it or not. And I... I I hope he doesn't go through with announcing next week because I actually think that will cause issues for uh, Herschel Walker in winning the runoff election. I think if Herschel Walker was smart, he would uh, he'd ask Kemp um, to help push him over the finish line the next month. But I know that we're in Ohio and Trump won the state by a large margin yeah, in 2020. But just just for people listening, I Trump is going to be a cancer for the GOP in 2024. This, what DeSantis has done in Florida has never been done. To win Miami-Dade County, one yep. of the bluest counties in the U.S., yep. by a large margin, DeSantis has to be the guy. Trump needs to fade out. He needs to step aside. And uh, hardcore supporters, I know it's going to be difficult for some people. It's He's not the guy for, for the time anymore. No, he's not. He just isn't. Evan, you, have, uh, you and I share that opinion 100%. Here's the thing. You know, you guys all know I have a sports background, so I can give you a couple sports analogies on Trump. Number, the, the best one is Trump is the great champion who doesn't know when to retire. He's Ali. He's Sugar Ray Leonard. He's Hector Camacho. He's Mike Tyson. You know what all four of those great champions have in common? They all lost their last bout because they couldn't walk away. They couldn't walk away. They always felt like, I can win, I can win, one more time, one more time. No, you can't. It's over. Don't mistake me. Donald Trump was a great president. Donald Trump has an enduring legacy to rest on. He got Roe versus Wade overturned. He provided the template that created Ron DeSantis and Josh Hawley and J.D. Vance and Tom Cotton. But Donald Trump needs to take his victory, take his legacy and preserve it. His continued involvement in politics adds another layer of rust to his shining legacy as a politician. He showed us how to be targeted, how to be bold, how to speak truth, how to engage. But now it's time for him to leave the stage. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.